This is episode number 84 of Hebrews in Exile with our honorable teacher, Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And we are going to continue our discussion about our land, our inheritance. It's a part of the covenant between Yahweh Yahweh and our ancestor Abraham. So in part four, sit back and relax. We're going to continue this discussion as we go along. If you got any questions, raise your hand. <laughs> Oh my goodness, Hebrews in exile, you know what we do. Let's just go. Let's go. You're the harvest. You're my light. You're a creation. You make everything right. This is Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this is Hebrews in exile. I know we have been talking about the land. Hmm. I had an opportunity this week to go visit with my mother again. Ah, another philosophical discussion, huh? Yeah. Good. Once again, let's remember, let's remember my mother is 108. Okay. She has been in the Christian church ever since she was 14 years old. Mm Mm-hmm. As far as holiness is concerned, there isn't anything about her other than outside of understanding the application of the rules and regulations of the Most High that's not set apart about my mother. Hmm. But as I was talking with her, And as I was sharing with her, and as I don't even remember how we got on the conversation, but that's how we communicate. We, our best, our best times together are me sharing scripture with her. Okay. So I told her, I said, you know, Your people are afraid of me. (laughs) And and for good reason. I says, but I, like a prophet, speak the words of the Most High with no trepidation, no fear, and no apology. Yep. No reservations at all. Just straight out, unadulterated uninhibited so I says mom truth I said mom in my text and she says your text I says yeah my text Mm -hmm. the Hebrew scriptures are my text it's our covenant it's written to Hebrew Israel it's about Hebrew Israel it's about the melanated man right says he that calleth upon the name of who shall be saved and she responded how the Lord okay I mean and rightly so because it's that's how it's that's how it's delineated yeah (laughs) I said so I said so ma who's the Lord She looks at me and she goes, the Lord. 
Yeah, but who, yeah, but who is that? I go, <laughs> okay, so does the Lord have a name? Mm-hmm. Kind of looks a little funny at you, huh? Yeah. Okay. Does, does the Lord have a name? So I says, let's go, let's go to your text and let's read from Shemot chapter 3, verse 13, 14, whatever that's there. I said, let's read it from the Greek text that you're carrying around that you read and you supposedly study <laughs> the Lord's word. Yes. The Lord spoke to Moshe. Moshe said, who shall I say sent me? Mm -hmm. And the Lord said, tell them that I am that I am has sent you. And this shall be my name forever. Mm -hmm. Period. Correct. I said, Mother, where in your text does it tell anybody what his name is? I am that I am is not a name. Mm hmm. But it it's ends true. with a period. Mm -hmm. And this shall be my name forever. Mm -hmm. But the text never goes on to tell you what his name is. It sure does. Isn't that interesting? Sounds like it's an uh, 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 omission by, by uh, wow, lack of eloquence, but I said now, deliberate malicious. I said, now let's understand. I want you to understand something. Now, first of all, I want you to understand why I talk to my mother in this context. She's 108. Okay. But she kind of gets it, but she's in a place in age and time where the plethora of that lie is ingrained on her mind. On her mind, yeah. But she's not going to be here much longer. Mm-hmm. So, like, the issue becomes one that the soul of man, and I'm explaining this to her, the soul of man is like the hard drive of a computer. The case of the computer can get old, dilapidated, cease to function. The motherboard can start breaking up. It's part of the body of the computer. It can start not functioning well, mm -hmm. but it has a hard drive. Which contains? Which contains all the, yeah. of the data and information for the life of that computer. Mm -hmm. It's a great analogy. I said your, your spirit, your soul, the soul of you, the real you, mm -hmm. It's the hard drive of you. I said, when that computer, I said, I can take the hard drive out of an old computer, build a new one, take that hard drive, hook it up, and it will populate my new computer. That's very true. You can take, you can do that. And I've done that, by the way. Now, I said, with that. But see, that's a great analogy when you, when you say that. Yeah, so mm -hmm. I says, with 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 that being the 
platform that I'm trying to share with you, you are made up of body, soul, and spirit. Your body is the casing of the soul and the spirit. The spirit goes back to the Father, and the soul still has life in it. It still has information in it. I said, so all the things that I know to be true about Scripture, I'm sharing with you. Not that you're going to totally understand it, and not that you are going to be able to change the direction that you have been going in for these many, 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 many years. I says, but what I'm doing, I'm doing to you what we do to computers. I'm downloading information into your mind and into your soul. There's a whole lot of information on a computer that's downloaded that we never use yeah. until we need it. Well, I, I, I got a good analogy for you. What you probably did with her is like Norton's antivirus because there's a lot of stuff that you can put on that hard drive and if a virus gets in there and corrupts it, then that computer's hard drive ceases to function at its, at its capacity upon which it is able to pull that information out correctly. And you will find that when you're using your programs, they won't run as fast, they'll, they'll glitch out, you'll have the, the hard drive will, will mess up. So what you're imparting is, is like this antivirus to kind of clean up all the, the junk that's in there to, to make it run efficiently. Yeah, because she's looking at me, she's looking at me not in a distasteful way. She's looking at me in a way that she's trying to understand. Oh, okay. So it's not a judgmental thing. No, uh, it's, no. it's, she's it's, trying to understand. It's curiosity more than anything else. Okay. So I'm saying to her, I said, I'm telling you this because one day your, your, your cage, your body is going to decay and it's mm -hmm. not going to be useful anymore. And the spirit, which causes you to have this ability to be animated and function, is going to go away. It's like the computer losing its source of power. Mm. However, because the computer loses its source of power doesn't mean that the information on the hard drive, when connected to a resource of power, cannot be rejuvenated and populated. Mm. I said, and this is what I'm trying to tell you that's going to happen to you. When you leave this, this earth and you wake up in a day and in a place that you have never been taught about. Yeah. What's she say? How's she respond to all that? I says, now, with that being said, mm -hmm. I said, I have to tell you that you're not going to die and go to heaven. Well, there's a kicker right there. Now, that should have raised some eyebrows. Well, with that, she got kind of like, she kind of like, okay, tell me more. Okay. So I'm explaining to her the things that we have been sharing on the podcast concerning the aspect 
of land and that the Father is going to bring us back to land. Mm. True. Very true. I held up seven fingers. I said, there's seven fingers here. I says, but really there's eight fingers here. I'm going to put up the eighth one. Mm. I says, because the Father has eight days. I says, two of these, two of these eight days, I said, you have not heard any Christian teacher teach or say anything about those two additional, those two days called the seventh day and the eighth day, which is the day of new beginnings. And the seventh day is the millennial age. I says, have you heard, you've heard about the millennial age? Have you? Well, mm. yeah, yeah, a little bit. Have you heard about the messianic? Uh, yeah. But she's, I, I've never heard any, I've never heard any teaching about it. I said, exactly. I said, so I want you to be clear. I want you to be clear in one thing, okay? I said, our people, the melanated man, has been reading, studying a religious document that is authored. I'm going to speak. I am speaking very plain to her. And I, I want you all to understand that once again, you hear me say I'm not a racist, but I, I got I got to talk in language that you can understand. OK, I said that Greek text is written by white people, not by your people. It's written by the nations to the nations and for the nations. It's not written for the melanated man yeah. whom the Most High created in his image and in his likeness imparted into him an intelligence that supersedes the intelligence of all human race. We're not the tail. We were not born to be the tail. We were born to be the head. We can make other nationalities of people. Other nationalities can't make us. So tell me right. who's inferior. Right, right. And that can be proven scientifically. Oh, yeah. And so she's looking at me. She's going, but... Robert, what about what about all the people that have died? I says, hold that, hold that thought, hold that thought for a moment. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to that. Okay. I said, our people have been introduced to an idolatrous doctrine. I says, but our people have a historical problem. And that is that they have always succumbed to wanting to be like the nations. Other nations. We go to Samuel. Yep. And they said to Samuel, give us a king like everybody else. And they always wanted to be like everybody else. That's right. I said, so the Greeks, the Eurocentrics, the Romans, whom now you have to go to Daniel. I says, you have to, I says, I says, remember, the last Bible class that I taught before I left and started ministry for myself was the book of Daniel. I said, I taught. Really? 
I said, I taught you all the whole book of Daniel from chapter one to the very end of the book of Daniel. Daniel, I taught the whole thing. Wow. Wow. And I says, remember, we talked about the eight beast nations hmm. that are written in the book of Daniel. Daniel, yeah. I said, one of them, two of them that are crystal clear is Greece and Rome that was mixed with iron and clay. Rome. Mm -hmm. I says, they're beast nations. I says, now, mom, I says, you and all of Christendom are enamored with the mark of the beast. And the beast is going to come. I says, but, I says, remember over in your Greek text, there's a text that says that the whole world wandered after the beast. Mm -hmm. I says, the text is telling you that the whole world is going to be gravitated to this beast. They're telling you that. Sure. Yeah. I says, now... If we go to the prophet Ezekiel, I said, the prophet Ezekiel talks about these beast nations and he talks about a nation that's called Gog, Magog. They're European. Mm -hmm. And he talks about how in the end of days that when he redeems Israel, how he's going to deal with these anti-Christ I said, I've got to use your terminology. It's not my terminology. Right. So I got to use your terminology so you understand. Okay. He's going to deal with these anti-Christ, anti-God nations. I said, mm -hmm. in Greece is one and Rome is the other. Upon I said, which, so yeah. mother, mother. Now, remember, I said she's she's 108, but her mind is sharp. Yeah. She not, she not sitting there drooling at the mouth and... Looking like she about to fall out of her chair. Yeah, see, her cognitive ability to discern is still there. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, with a clear description, except for her strength of body, her mind is still as sharp as Moses was right. at 108. That's right. And she got two more years to meeting. That's right. Moses, yeah, Moses, Moshe is 110, yeah, when he... So... I'm saying to her, no, 120. Is it 120? 120, oh, because okay. he, oh, he, I okay. believe he yeah. was 80 when yeah. he okay. he's began. Yeah, yeah. And they got 40 years yeah, in the desert, so he's yeah, got to be up there. Yeah, 120. So I'm saying to her, um, so your book says that the whole world wandered after the beast. That's written in their text, and they're telling you that the whole world's going to wander after them because they're beast nations. Mm hmm I says, now. I'm waiting for the end of this, because this... <laughs> with that being the case... I got a question to ask. With that being the case, I says, I got to ask you a question, okay? Because I'm, 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 I'm... You're... I says... Your time is limited. You're 108 years old and you're strong, but we don't know how much more than many more days and years you have. Mm -hmm. But you're closer to the end than I am. 
mm-hmm. per se, I guess. I hope. I'm, I may, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> you might outlive me. Oh. I said, but you are going to leave this side of earth, okay? Mm-hmm. And what I want you to know is that you're not going to heaven. And I says, my next question is, who told you you were in the first place? Mm. What text of scripture says, I said, I'm not talking about the Greek text. I'm talking about scripture. I says, you know, I says, now, you know, you know what Timothy said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All scriptures is, is God breathed and valuable for it. He says, okay, so you, you, you know, you yep. know, you know, right the, you know the formula. Yep. I said, so you're not going to die and go to heaven. Psalms 115 says, heaven is my throne and earth is my, my footstool. footstool. I have made earth yeah. for man. I says, now, I want you to, I, want, I said, I want you to hear what I'm going to say next, because this is written in your text. We're still talking about land. Okay. Your text says that John was on the Isle of Patmos, and there he had a vision. Revelations. Correct. And in this vision, he said, I looked and I saw a new heaven and a new earth descending out of heaven into the Aretz. Which is the earth. Yeah, the earth. I said, so if the new heaven and the new earth is descending out of heaven into the earth, then who's in heaven? Mm-hmm. And why do we need a new heaven and a new earth on earth if somebody's not going to populate it? I said, so your text is telling you all, ain't nobody going to heaven. I'm going to create a new one, and I'm sending it down for you all to live on earth. So your destiny of the soul, when it is revived, is never going to heaven. And right now, I says, I know what your text says for for. Now we are in heavenly places with him. Who you? No, you're not. Mm. No, how so, can you? I says. I says, Mom, how can you be in heavenly places with him and be asleep at the same time? That's that's true. Because I think if you because it says they that are they that are asleep in the grave. That's in Thessalonians. Yes. Yeah. So she's looking at me, and I'm like. So she didn't go to any of that. Say anything about well that part of that they're text about my, my mother being my, caught up in the air and then my, rapture and no, all that no, kind of no, stuff no 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 my mother mm. listens she listens to me okay she, she's attentively listening all right now she's asking me this question well robert what about all those people that have died in the past i said i'm glad you asked I said, the most high, the Elohim of Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov is a merciful Elohim. Beyond measure. And he has designated who he's going to bring back to the land. I said, he's going to bring back the righteous. 
And righteousness is defined by him, and it not only embraces those who understand his Torah, but also those who are good people. I said, so I'm telling you all this because I don't want you to wake up somewhere, be revocated, and you're startled. Because, yeah. Because it don't look like the pearly gates. Yeah. I says, I'm telling you this so that when you wake up in the land, you're going to be hearing and seeing days of view. And you're going to realize that I heard this before. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm, I said, I don't, I, I, I mean, I care, but I don't care about the rest of them folks over there at that place where you go worship. You're my mother. <laughs> right. And you're hitting you, and you're willing to listen to me and hear what I'm saying. I said, and I, I says, mother, am I speaking to you word of the most high? Am I speaking you word of the most high? Am I, am I commentating or am I speaking the words of the most high? She says, no, you're speaking the words yeah, of the most high. You're literally yeah. just, you're yeah. quoting it. Yeah. 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 No, no sugarcoat. No no spiritualization it's what does it say i said so i'm trying to get you to understand that what's been going on is error i says i showed you the first error in in in, in exodus chapter 3 where they left his name out I said, mm -hmm. now I'm going to show it in my text. I read it in the Hebrew, in the Hebrew text. I said, look at there. There he said, this shall be my name, yod heh and it should be throughout all generations. It's right. I said, it's right. Tell us what, what his name is. I says, now, I says, not only that, but let's go over to Psalms. Because in Psalms, he says, I'm known by my name, Yah. Mm -hmm. He asked a question. What is my name? Does anybody know? For I, I, fly, I, 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 I fly on the wings. I think something like that, by, by my name, Yah. Mm -hmm. I said, so he's telling you what his name is. It's not God. It's not Lord. I said, now let me explain something else to you. She's, I said, she looks at me and says, well, how do you know this? I says, because, because mother, contrary to the belief of a whole lot of people that think we Hebrews are dumb and don't know anything, we have gone back and studied our language. Therefore, I'm able to look at the Hebrew scroll, the language that's written there, and map it against the transliteration to see whether or not the transliteration maps back to the text. And if they've tampered with it and messed it up and added to it and taken away from it. I said, that's how I know. I said, now, if we're talking about studying, studying Yah's word, you can't study Yah's word from a corrupt piece of work. No, you can't. But if you don't know it's corrupt, because you haven't asked the right questions, then you're caught up in that which is corrupt. Which it gets back to what you were trying to tell me earlier today when I was explaining to you what was going on uh, off, off, yeah, you know, off the recording, which is you know this issue about having individuals that are are well trained and well versed to let people know what they're reading, so they can they can truly understand. You don't. They have, don't know they, what they're reading. They they have no clue because they've been indoctrinated into a way of thinking that is uh, left them. Kind of destitute, yeah, 
So we're having this long discussion. And so I told her, I says, Mom, furthermore, I said, there's a piece of text in there that the Christian church wants to leave on this side. Hmm. I said, and you can't leave it on this side. And I says, that's the text that says, whomever Yahweh has joined together, let no man put asunder, which means if the Most High has joined you to someone, that joining is eternal. Correct. Which means something that you haven't been taught, I said, which is shared in text. Mm -hmm. When we get in the land, we will be family. Hmm. Now let's, I says, now let's examine something, okay? I said, my father was the firstborn son of my grandfather that by scriptorial text made him a Levite because he was never redeemed so that he could do anything else. Mm. I said, at, now, in my grandfather and my father's day, they don't have a clue what that means, but it does not change it in the mind of the Most High in terms of how the firstborn son is going to function when they have turned their soul and their mind to him in any context, whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent. If it's your purpose to serve the absolute all-existent one in the state of which that you have been born, you are going to function somehow in the temple, in the tabernacle, in the church as a Levite. Hmm. That's true. That's true. Are you the first point of your father? I, and that, that was going to say, I was waiting for you to go there because I actually, I am I'm yeah. the firstborn of, of yeah. my, my father. And, yeah. Yeah. and, and therefore I've <laughs> always been there and it's always been something that's been kind of bubbling in the background, but, but you're right. I which mean, is the reason why, literally, which is the reason why, and you're, and the fact that when it was presented to you by Sister Mary, you shook it off because you didn't know Torah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I was, wasn't ready. You didn't know. Yet. No, you didn't know Torah. So I didn't know it. I was ready, but I didn't know Torah, Torah yet. Okay. I am the firstborn of my father. I wasn't redeemed. Hmm. So inside of me was always that burning desire to, to function in the church, which for us today is the sanctuary mm. where, where the most highest people gather. I serve them in all kinds of capacities. Right. I'm a Levite. Right. The most high says the firstborn male out of the womb. Right. Shall be mine. And you have the right to redeem him so that he can function in a different capacity if so desired. But if you don't redeem him, then you're Just mine. Come into service. I mean, you, you're quoting, you're quoting mitzvot. Yeah. Straight out. But you see, the Christian world doesn't understand that. They don't know that. 
So I was going to ask you something during this whole entire conversation with with your mother, and I, I apologize if I'm jumping way to the end, and you get you're getting there. You might tell me just like hold your horses, but did, did you have an overwhelming sense of the reason why she is where she is is because of the simplicity of how the Christian faith exonerates you from pretty much everything. It's easy to acquiesce to an idea that I'm going to go someplace that's blissful and everything that I do down here, I don't have to take any responsibility for. All I have to do is just blame this dude and put it on, put it on him and put all my sins on this guy. I mean, I'm, I'm totally, I don't have to learn all of the intricacies that you're learning about all I need to do is get my ticket punch. Like in the previous podcast, she mentioned, I'm just wondering if that had came out again, just where she just says, son, I just want to be saved. Well, and that's, that's it. Well, 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 she says that she says that. And I, and I tell her, I, I tell her, mom, don't, I says, saved means all you want to do is be redeemed. I said, that's what saved is. Saved is redeemed. And that's quantitative. Mm-hmm. I said, you don't have to worry at 108 serving the Lord, as you <laughs> right. call him, right. since you were 14, you're n- and, and have never done anything outside, the, outside of go to church. I said, you've never been in a theater. You've never drank anything but, but communion wine. Mm. You've never cursed, mm-hmm. blah, 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 on and on. I said, so you don't have to worry. I says, you've been good. You've been kind. You've taken care of the orphans. You've taken care of, you've taken care of people. I says, you don't have to worry about being quote, quote, saved, Saved, right? Which in my, in my, in my language is redeemed back to the land. I said, now let's understand something. I said, I mentioned to you about the seventh day. We're living in the sixth day. I says, and so Christianity thinks that everything ends in the sixth day. It doesn't. There's another day coming. It's called the seventh day, mm-hmm. which is the millennial age and the messianic era. Yeah. Yep. I said, in that period of time, you, you, you and my father, my sister, and all of those who have died and are asleep in the grave that are righteous according to the dispensation and the generation of their time are going to get an invitation <clears throat> back to the land. Mm. I said, that's scripture. Daniel talks about it. Mm-hmm. Ezekiel talks about it. Going back to the land. Yep. So she says to me, she kind of, she kind of got a, she kind of got a big smile on her face. Mm. I says, you're going to be reconnected with my father. Mm. I'm going to be reconnected with my wife. Mm-hmm. My sister's going to be there. Mm-hmm. My grandfather's going to be there and my grandmother's going to be there. Mm. You're going to be there. There's going to be a host of people. I says, let me, I said, I can't name them all. But let me talk about your favorite bishop that you you were you that you grew up under, Bishop F. I. Douglas. I said he gonna be there. 
I said, all, all, all of the true people that you have called saints are going to be back in the land because they serve the Most High under the knowledge and under the generation of their time to the best that they could. Mm. So he's not going to, I said, remember, he is not an ogre. He's not going to charge you with that because it's not, it wasn't your time. My generation, yeah. my generation has another thing coming. <laughs> right. I says, because yeah. I'm the generation, <clears throat> I am the generation of the opening of oh, the books yeah. that Daniel speaks about that would happen in the end of days. So now, <clears throat> With the population of the World Wide Web, the, books of Dan, the, the book of Daniel is open. Yeah, no, Knowledge yeah. has increased. That's my generation. Mm -hmm. yeah. My generation will be charged. Yeah, for Yeah, exactly. Because right. they have the ability to know and they don't seek to know. Right. This is true. This is very true. Well, that's good. It's very good. Huh. So... <clears throat> She's looking at me again, and she goes, well, but Robert, a mom, don't worry about it. I says, I don't want you to worry about this. I don't want you to fret about this because you can't change where you are. Mm -hmm. And I said, by, mean, by that, you love your church. You love the people that are there. You're 108 years old. You're not, you're, you're too old to change. I says, but I'm telling you this because... I want, I'm trying to download this information into your, into your soul and your spirit on your hard drive so that when you're revivicated in the land, when you wake up, this won't be foreign to you. I says, now, here's what's going to happen. She says, well, what about all the people who don't know what you know? I says, don't worry about it. Most High got a plan. The Most High said to Hebrew Israel, we go back to your text that we talked about last week in Jeremiah mm -hmm. 33. I says, the Most High said that the day will come that I am going to write a new covenant, Torah, mm -hmm. on the hearts of the, people. of the people. And the people will no longer have a need for anyone to teach them. Correct. However, mm -hmm. I said, however, there's another part in text because you all, you all, have been caught up and enamored with the nations for which the Most High says in, in Isaiah chapter 66, closing, closing portion, that he is going to invite the nations and he's going to make Kohanim of them and they're going to come and they're going to be with us in the seventh day. I says, now the nations say, the nations say, let us go up, up to, to Jerusalem, Jerusalem for the Torah of Mashe is being, being taught, taught there. there. Yep. I says, now, let's be clear. I said, I want you to be clear about something. Let's go over to Yeshayahu. Let's go to Isaiah and let's see who the Most High says his servant is. And let's see who the Most High says he is. So I'm reading to her what he says, Israel, you are my you are my witness, you are my service, servant. I am the first, I am the last, and there is no Elohim beside me. So now I'm asking her a question. Ma, 
Who's talking over here? Who's speaking? Who said that I am the first, I am the last, and there should not be any other L beside me? I said, who's talking? Hmm. Who's saying that? Right. She says, God. I says, okay, the most high? Yeah. She says, God. I said, so if, if God in your mind, whom I call L, is saying he's the first, he's the last, and there should not be any other God before him and blah and so forth and All so right, on. Here we go. I says, then how can the guy that you call Jesus call himself God? Oh, and here come the mental gymnastics with that one. She looked at me really strange. Yeah. And she says to me, we've never been taught. I said, I know. <laughs> I says, because I'm reading to you scripture. Mm-hmm. I said, now, understand that Scripture predates him. That's correct. That is correct. So everything written in Scripture predates him, so it can't be talking about him. Right. It's correct. It's correct. When taken in its proper context, I said no, now, no, no I said association. Now, so now you all talking about he died for your sins, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. I says let's go back to Scripture. I says you remember, you remember the narrative of Moses every year going into the holy of holies and making atonement for the sins of Israel. Mm-hmm. I says what did he take with him to make atonement for the sins of Israel? Was it a lamb it's a goat, or was it a she-goat? She-goat. I said he it's had female. He had two female she-goats. One, Azel, tied a ribbon around him, dropped him off the side of a mountain. He fell down, broke his neck, and died because he took the sins of Israel out into the wilderness, away from the camp, mm-hmm. and the other one was sacrificed to the Most High. Mm-hmm. It was a she-goat. I right. said, now the next question I got to ask you, Mom, because I know you know this, and I'm speaking, I said, I got to speak in your language. I said, I don't like to use this language, but I have to do it because I know you'll understand it. I said, is God the same yesterday, today, and forever? Yes. I says, now, next question. Did he say that he was not a man, that he should lie or change his mind? She said, yeah. I says, do you know what he's saying to you? You know what the Spirit is saying in those words? He's saying, I'm not ever going to be human. Never. Never. I said, now we have a further problem. I said, if he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, how could a lamb take away the sins of Israel when in the wilderness, Mashe used she-goats? Mm-hmm. I said, now, if anything at all, you women should really be angry. That's correct. Because something got stole from you. You should really, really be angry. That's right. She says, why? Because it, it's I not said, a man. Because, because the animal that took away the <laughs> sins of Israel 
was a female right. she-goat. So if the Most High is going to have somebody stand up from him and make atonement for him, it, it has be to be female. of like kind. Yeah. And not a man. It should have been. If it was going to be anything for real, it should have been a woman. There you go. At least it had been consistent. But we all know. And that so she's looking at me and she smiles. She smiles. And I go, Mom, I said, I'm only telling you this because nobody else is going to tell you. And you're my mother. And I want your soul, I want your hard drive, I want your soul to have the information that's going to preserve it when it gets in the land. I says, now, I says, let me close. <laughs> let me close. <laughs> I said, remember I said you were going to get invited to the Messianic or the Millennial Age, which is the seventh day? I said, the Father has an eighth day. I says, you know about the eighth day because you remember, you remember my father used to, used to say this all the time. Well, children, only one third's going to make it. She smiles. She said, yeah, he is. I said, that's, that's Zachariah. That's right. And I says, so, so I go to Zachariah and I pull it up and he says, I am going to bring one third of you through the fire. I'm going to test you. And in the close of it, he says, he says, you will be my people and I will be your Elohim. I says, so the goal is not to get enamored with the seventh day. The goal is to make it to the eighth day, which is the day of new beginnings. I says, now, what Bible class has anybody ever taught you about the seventh and the eighth day? None. What? Zero. What? I says, so the Christian church doesn't have any, they don't have that knowledge, so they're enamored to think that the end of all days is the sixth day they're going to die and go to heaven. That's well, right. they're going to have a surprise, and here's what I don't want for you. <laughs> right. I said, this is what I don't want for you. I don't want you to be revocated in the land with a surprise look on your leg. I want you to be revocated in the land, and I want you to kind of have this sense of deja vu. Yeah, I've heard this before. I've I know, heard this before. I, I know there's something that it, if I don't do nothing else but find my son, I'll be all right. I, I've heard this before. I said, Ma, that's why I'm doing this. I want you to understand you're not going to heaven. You're going to be revivicated in the land. Now, what I didn't want to tell her in which we'll have this conversation at some point. You know, and she knows me. Okay. I am not going to have no mess at your funeral. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to have that conversation. We, 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 we ain't having no mess <laughs> at your funeral. But yeah, because... I said, now, yeah, I yeah. said, now, I'm not, I says, I'm going to tell her, I'm not going to ruffle the feathers of your people. I says, but what I am going to do, I'm going to speak scriptorial language that the Most High has said, and I'm going to caution them 
I'm going to caution them. I says, you see, I said, the one thing that it's difficult for me to do is to come off like I'm a prophet, even though I'm speaking the language of a prophet to a people who don't give a damn. No, they don't. <laughs> they don't. No, you're, 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 you're right about that. I said, but I have to caution them that it's the word of the Most High. So what I'm saying to you is true and factual. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm going to tell them that you are asleep. Which is a true statement. In the ground. Yeah. Body decaying away. Mm -hmm. Your spirit has gone back to the Father. Mm -hmm. Your soul is being held in a state of limbo, waiting for revivation to be reconnected with your body in the land. Mm -hmm. I said, and that's text. I said, I'm going to tell them that. <laughs> because next oh. thing I'm going to come back and have to ask. I said, I'm not, I'm, I'm I don't want to upset the funeral. But, but I'm going to have to ask the question. Who told you that? Oh, well, I, I, I think, well, listen, you, you know you're going to ruffle some feathers with that one right off the bat because... <sighs> Do you, do you, I'm sitting over here marveling at what you're saying because you led with a question or at least you led with a statement when you said your people are afraid of me. Yeah. And they don't, they don't want to engage. Do you realize the diatribe that you just went through? I don't know how long it was till we got to this particular point in the podcast, but I'm sitting here marveling and I'm like, to do mental gymnastics and verbal jousting with you on this topic would leave someone enamored in just how do I even here, here, let me say it a little bit more layman without trying to use all these big terms. What piece of, of religious scripture over there on the other side of the street, are they going to use to refute what you just said? None. I, I don't know of an ironclad because it's it's so sporadic. It's so all over the place. One scripture is saying one thing. Another scripture of theirs is saying another thing. And it's all folding back on itself. So I, I can imagine sitting in this in this congregation and hearing you speak to, to these people and they just have a dazed look on their face. And I, like I, they have no clue about what yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, and I told her, I says, Mom, I says... <laughs> I wish, I said, I wish somebody would give me a platform in somebody's quote, quote, church to share with them truth. I said, and I've promised the most high, I wouldn't kill the people. I said, the one thing a prophet doesn't do. Hmm. I said, the one thing, I said, a prophet speaks in stages. The first thing that a prophet does that the Most High sends out to speak from him, go and speak to Israel. Where do they begin? They begin at the beginning. 
They talk about how you were born in, in Egypt, how that the Most High brought you out of the wilderness and, 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 took you, and took you to this marvelous land that flowed with milk and honey. Mm. And it talks about how opulent of a nation you were mm. and how great he was in the midst of you. Then it, then, then, it, and then it shifts to the next phase. Then it talks about how you were so enamored with the nations. And you begin to worship, you begin to worship other gods and you begin to go after the gods of other nations, which, which, which caused him to be irritated. Mm. I says, and then he goes to that narrative. I said, and he talks about all the things I says, mom, mom, what does the scripture say? The scripture says that he loves the son son whom he he chases. chases. Yeah. I says, Jesus Christ is not his son. Mm. I says, in Exodus, he said to Pharaoh, go to Moshe, go tell Pharaoh to let my firstborn Israel go. I says, does the father know his son? I says, I says does, did my father, I says, am, am I after the order of my father? Do, are there things that I do that, are, that, that you look at me and say, yeah, that's your dad? Yeah. Which, which, which speaks to your point, because when you, look at, when you look at our text, when you look at our manuscript, and you look at the character of the Most High, the Most High never sends his firstborn son on a suicide mission. No. No. Now think about that for a second. Yes. For those of you that are across the street, your, your, your Jesus, your Yeshua, you can't deny this, went on a suicide mission. Now, to redeem y'all, that's not of the character of the Most High. Well, you know, not only that, but let's look back at text. You go back to our text and you look at you look at the Dagon and and Marduk and you look at how the 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 uh, Canaanites sacrifice their children to these idols. Mm-hmm. And the Most High said in text, he says, that never entered my mind. Uh, correct. So now, if it never entered his mind that Israel should sacrifice their children for whatever reason. Correct. Why, yeah. why would the Most High, if that was his son, why would he have his son sacrifice for whatever reason? Right. It violates... It violates the very essence of what he said never entered his mind. That's correct. Come on, people. Y'all talking about you studying word. I don't know what the world you're studying. <laughs> it's exactly Because it's right. not the Father's word. Hmm. Religion is what they're studying. It's religion. And that's why we're, we make the distinction here when we say that we are studying a lifestyle. We're studying our book of antiquity that shows us our history of a people, how we have matriculated throughout each dispensation of time, which you eloquently have explained in your book. Over across the street, it's the study of religion. It's, I told her. And it's, it's, it's way out there. I told her, Mom, hmm. that thing that's called the Greek New Testament is a document of Europe people. It's written to the nations and for the nations. It's not, not written, written for, for Hebrew Israel. It's not written for you. Mm. And it's got more holes in it than Swiss cheese. I've showed you. I said, I've showed you several of them. Yeah. So why are we still clinging on to that? I says, but there's yeah. an, I says, but there's an elephant in the room that you all cannot get yourself unshackled from. Yep. 
And that's that guy. And you heard, you heard, you heard a text say, there is a way that seems right unto men, but the end thereof is destruction. Ah, oh, I wonder what way that is. Mm. Mm. I wonder what way that is. Now, so we have in this discussion, I finally ended it. Now, I'm back and I'm at my desk and I'm working on this book that I have to get out for you all called Torah for Hebrews in Exile. This particular book is going to have all of the mitzvot that are germane to our living in this exile so we'll know what to adopt to and I'm not mentioning the things that don't that don't fit the exile just mm. the things that are in exile correct so now with this whole narrative that I'm thinking I've had this conversation with my mom mm -hmm. I'm back and I'm looking at three texts and I'm looking at the commentator that's commentating on them W.E. Vine. Oh. I'm looking at him. Okay. So I need him to explain to me what the law is. Well, he's got nouns and adjectives and verbs, and every one of them has a different explanation. Doesn't matter. I'm trying to understand what, what's, what's there. Mm-hmm. So I bring up, we've been there, I think we talked about it before, and that's the text over in First uh, John chapter 3 about law and lawlessness. Okay? Mm. Okay. So W.A. Vines says that violating the law and lawlessness is violating the divine, I'm paraphrasing, is violating the divine will of God. I go, well, I'll be doggone. Yeah, that's a very eloquent way of explaining that. But now Good you just got through yeah. saying over here that Paul says we're not under the law. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And this is where people, once I have to bring this up because that's what you read. And that's when you read that, you, you automatically go, eh, we don't have to do that no more. And then we come back to Matthew 5, 17. Jesus said, uh, I, I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill the, the law. Well, what did he fulfill? What did he do that made it so fulfilling mm. that you no longer have to do it? Mm-hmm. And now I'm reading, now I'm reading in, in, in John again, my children, uh, uh, if you, if you love him, if you love him, then, then you, you will keep. keep his commandments. But he that doth not love him hath not the spirit of God, not capital G-O-D, not, not him, mm. because the text is mixed with him and him. So right. we don't know which him he's talking. Are we talking about the almighty Elohim? Or are we talking about him that's trying to pose as him? Because I don't know which one you're talking about. Mm. But if you're talking about the one that's trying to pose for him, he ain't got no commandments. <laughs> right, because he never teaches them. And you brought that out. 
So you're talking about commandments and vines has gone back to the divine law. So now, come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. So let me tell you something. By worshiping on Sunday is lawlessness. Lawlessness is sin. By eating foods or things that are divined as food that are not written in Leviticus chapter 11 in terms of meat and things that are abominable, eating that is lawlessness. Mm. So you can't say praise the Lord and, and pass the pig. <laughs> yeah. That's because that's lawlessness. Right. Right. Ah, folks. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to help. Listen, listen. You we need to figure this out before we leave this side of earth. True. 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 So I'm, 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 I'm trying to finish. I'm trying to not spend a whole lot of time, but every time I try to move on, I, there's something else to write before I can get to, because I got all the miss. All I got to do is cut and paste them, stick them in there and stick go. Stick them in there, okay. But, but I can't get there because I got to answer all these questions for people so they can understand what is Torah. Right. You got to get that. As opposed to, and what am I supposed to do and why and how and what, and what reason do I need to know it? And what kind of effect does it have on me as a person? Because it has, it does have an effect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Ag agreed. So I'm going through all that. Agreed. Now I had, I had some texts I was going to read. I was going to go through tonight on the land, but we're already an hour into this podcast. So uh, y'all going to have to wait till next time. Let me, let me ask you something before, before it sounds like we can get to our second close. With with all that we've gone, has your perspective changed as of lately? You know, has it always had the same resolve? Because I want to go back to that issue of when you were teaching Daniel and you had. Um, was there anything during that time that you were teaching Daniel that that stuck out to you that that now you can go back on and reflect on and say, you know what? I was I was close. Or were you teaching it from a standpoint of, you know, that's man, that's 1994. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I mean, the prophet is, it rings true. Well, I mean, this uh, is, these are, only, I ask this is because it's only, like, only to this degree that now being Hebraic, the book of Daniel is open up to me like, before it was in a gray area. Mm. But now that I'm Hebraic, it's like being in a stadium that was kind of half lit and poof, and now all the all lights have come on, and okay. now I can see the blades of grass in the ground. Oh, okay. It's good. It's a good analogy. Yeah. So, yeah, you had that cathartic uh, enlightenment because, with it. Because I taught it, I taught it with a Eurocentric mind. Mm. Now I no longer have that serious thinking mind. 
Okay, but I guess maybe what I'm getting at is that the message of Daniel and what what that prophet was talking oh, about. Oh no, I I, that, I mean what that prophet <laughs> was talking about was clear. It was clear to me, and that and I and I you know I posed it I posed it to them in my argument and in my dissertation. I says the Most High has outlined for you all of the beast nations. Okay, okay, all eight of them or whatever how many there are. Okay, Persia was one, Assyria was one, uh, Babylon Babylonians, was one. Yep. Uh, Greece is one, and then Rome, Rome. is one, and mm -hmm. so forth and so on. I says, and so you know, we we talked about all that. But the point being, as I'm, you know, as we've talked this evening, is that I'm still trying to figure out how rationally minded people can accept a document that is written by a nation that hates their God. You, you've answered that. I have to duly, I have to duly and humbly and respectfully say you've answered your own question because you, you said it earlier today. You don't have individuals that are have a Hebraic mind that are teaching this to individuals. We're teaching it from a standpoint of uh, of from a minutia of of religious thought that from a group of people who wants uh, no better than to to eradicate you. And we we're not taught from that specific standpoint. And like I said, I when I I'm piggybacking on my own self. I think it has to do with a lot of the simplicity that's there. It's perfect. It doesn't require you to do anything other than to exist. I don't have to abide by anything. I don't have to hold myself to a higher standard. I don't have to be opulent. It's about me. It's not about a community. It's not about matriculating back into or honoring. You said a buzzword earlier today, which is a brit or a covenant. It is a contract. When we read our text, we're literally reading a legal document between the Most High and his people. And we study that. But when you get across the street, all of these obligations and th things, that's why I'm saying I'm marveling at how you're able to jump around so easily from, from topic to topic. And they're all systemic to each other and germane to each other when it comes to our people. But you don't have that sense of cohesion when you get across the street because it's all about me. If I'm okay and I got my ticket punched to get into the 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 holies of holies where the where the most high is then i'm good i don't need to know the rest of this stuff that you're talking about you're not and that's the shame that's the travesty you're not going to get into the holy of holies where the most high is without without acquiescing to his word now maybe you might be getting into the holy of holies of the church that you attend <laughs> right but you're not getting into the place where the most high resolves and where he resides where you have that that cellular set apart connection with him. Agreed. Mm. There's a difference. Agreed. Let me put it to you this way, okay? As mm. as we close this out, okay? Mm -hmm. So you got an old car. It's 1974 Gremlin. And it hasn't <laughs> been started. It hasn't been started in a long time. Okay. So you go out and you and it goes. It's trying to start. Right. It's trying to start. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you figure, well, it's old. So what do I need to do? It probably has old fuel in it. That'll it probably would ignite, but it has some other problems. What do you have to do? You have to take that old car and put something fresh and new in it. Mm. in order for it to start. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. The Father's word isn't isn't new, but it is fresh. And it has been alive ever since the creation and the formation of the world. Mm. And his word hasn't changed, and neither does he. Mm. When you fill your human physical body, car, transportation, vehicle that moves across this earth up with the true essence of the spirit of the most high, Mm. you're going to run a whole lot smoother and you're going to start a whole lot faster Mm. and your days are going to be smooth Smooth sailing. And this has been Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. And Sean Appleton. And this has been Hebrews Hebrews in in Exile. exile. Shalom. Shalom.